You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. This episode is brought to you by CovenantSpice.com, the fun, safe, and affordable way for Christian couples to take their sex life to the next level. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Efridge. Well, welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where Shannon and I are regularly having honest, straightforward conversations about what goes on behind closed doors a lot in marriage. And so, or what should be. <laughs> well, yeah, what we hope could be going on. And it's funny because I had a, a friend just say, hey, I listened to one of your shows yesterday. And she was all, I didn't realize you guys talked about what you really talk about on the show. <laughs> called sexy marriage radio like, well, yeah we do but I, I have to start the show with this because i just came across some research shannon that said what if um a vibrant sex life is actually damaging to your marriage and what? so so it's research that was saying that it could be if you have less sex you have a better marriage because it actually enhances the other parts of your relationship and are you buying it or no with the whole thing of sublimate your sexual energies and spend that time and energy doing something else, like painting pictures together. Well, or no, it's, I think I think what the research was proposing is the idea that if you're not focusing so much on the bedroom, you actually are forced then to enhance the other areas. But I can only speak from personal experience during the seasons when there wasn't as much action going on. We get cross with each other. Yeah. We get crabby. Mm-hmm. We we nitpick. Whereas when there's a lot of passion going on, we can overlook anything outside the bedroom. Okay. Well, it that, just doesn't matter. And that and that would fit in line with what this whole thing is really talking about because you know April Fools, girl. Come on, it's April first. <laughs> oh man, you got me. I'm like, I'm gonna look at that research and tell her that she is setting our society back by two hundred years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. April Fools. <laughs> that was good. Thank Corey, you. How long did it take you to come up with that? Actually, that's something that ran a lo- uh, probably about five, six years ago on Simple Marriage that I ran it and I had, you know, all the details and then you had to click to find the what my thoughts were. And then when you clicked, it said, hey, being this, this is April 1st, April Fools. And I got so, and there were so many people to be like, what? Oh, well done, you know, and just kind of like what you just what happened with you. Checkmate. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That was slick. Hey, so if we got, if I got you, Hey, I want to know, send me an email at feedback at sexy marriage radio.com. Also talk about about ruffling feathers. Also add to it. Any kind of questions, comments, thoughts, topics that you got that you, that you want us to cover um, or even really good April fool's jokes because Hey, I love this time of year. I got my mom twice the same time same same joke two two years in a row when i was in high school what did you do well it's not really a joke it was more kind of a this might border on just mean i'm not sure i'm still wrestling with it but you know if you got the uh the kitchen sink that has the nozzle that's the 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 sprayer that's off to the side not the (laughs) one that's part of the nozzle the main faucet um I would position it so it would be aiming at whoever was turning on the water and just rubber band the handle down. <laughs> so that they get a shower. So, so when they so when they just go to turn on the sink, it sprays them. And 
so I got her for two years in a row. And then the third time she checked it, she's like, I hear this Corey on that morning of April 1st. And I'm like, ah, you caught me, ma. Well done. I, uh, I got my son really good one year. Um, I unscrewed the nozzle on his shower head in his bathroom and I filled it full of powdered red (laughs) Kool-Aid and screwed it back on. That's a good one. So he got a red Kool-Aid shower which was no big deal. Right. It washed right off, but right. it just freaked him out. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> like a horror movie or something. I like that. I'm being, <laughs> there's blood coming out my faucet. <laughs> Actually, you know, that's saving time because you could get some Kool-Aid right when you start your shower, then you could get clean, and then you just move on with your day. Yeah, there, there you go. Don't even need orange juice to start the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, like it. I like it. All right, so here's something that's come up several times in the emails we've got. Um, Hey, can I tell you about an email that I got this week? I would love to hear it. You got me in trouble. Good. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I do? (laughs) You got me in trouble with my assistant. Okay. Uh, I have several assistants, but one of them emailed me to say that her husband has now been listening to Sexy Marriage Radio on his way home from work every day. So guess what? She's... You know, she's being put on the spot a lot more often than she's used to. And she's like, just so you know, I'm not getting nearly as much work done for you because of you and Corey Allen doing this show. And my husband has become a big fan. And every time he walks in the door, he's like, well, Shannon says that we should be doing this. Shannon says we should be doing this. Right. You know, I noticed you're getting pretty forgetful. Have you not orgasmed lately? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. The whole Alzheimer's thing. There you go. So yeah, thanks a lot. I'm not getting nearly as work, nearly as much work out of my assistants as I normally do, but it's okay. I'll sa- I'll make the sacrifice. Well done. You're you're such a sacrificial boss. I know. I, I would rather her practice what I preach than just <laughs> work alongside. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. I'm, I'm glad. So, hey, dude, keep it going. You know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> keep pursuing. <laughs> I love it. All right, but here's here's the other side of it because you know we do get. Uh, from the volume of emails we get at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com and then even some of the comments that we'll get on iTunes, uh, there's nothing that's been specific on this because this is a little much more personal in nature. But, you know, we, I, I know we notice trends on yep. emails and it's interesting because it seems like we'll get a slew of them and, they're, and it's, and it's at something out of the norm. You know, obviously we got a slew of those Fifty Shades of Grey types of emails, which, which led to the BDSM show and some of the different things we've done. But mm-hmm. it's interesting that, man, we, we have several emails in a row on on this or, or on this. And it's like, wow, what's what's going on? You know, it's kind of like the way that death happens in threes. Sometimes topics happen in threes. There you go. Yep. But, but one of the things that, that I've seen a couple of times and then I have a couple of clients I've been working with. that This is an issue is there's there's been a uptick, interesting pun, in the erectile difficulty. Mm, issue. ED. Yes. On, on men that are having ED issues. And you could also add to it, and that's the way I want to do with this show, add to it the whole components of what uh, premature difficulties and then delayed difficulties. So okay. all of those would kind of go the same because this is a real issue in, in, in men. It's a real okay. thing. There are men that really struggle with this. Some some of the time and some all of the time. 
And so I'm thinking we need to unpack this a little bit and I'd be interested. I'm fine taking, I'll take the male side of this, Shannon. How's that? Well, I, I was going <laughs> to say, I hope that you're willing to take the lead on this because I've never had erectile dysfunction. <laughs> huh. I, why, I wonder why that is. Let me think about that. Oh, never mind. Um, but I think a lot of what goes on and, and what sadly our society has helped perpetuate is that ED is a problem and the only fix is, is some sort of medication. Yeah. I hate the way that doctors throw a pill at everything. Yeah. And that, that's, that does not help mm -hmm. the situation. I right. do agree. There are times when it's a physical thing. I get that. Yeah. But even if a pill helps it, you also run the risk of stroke, heart disease, diabetes, da, 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 da. those disclaimers at the end, you're like, screw the heart on. I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> die. It's not worth dying over. Right. So, yeah, I agree. Get, getting to the root cause is much more effective than throwing a pill at it. That's going to put the rest of your health at risk. Right. So if, but I, I want to kind of start this whole conversation with the idea that if this is something that you have faced and it's an ongoing thing, a, a visit to your primary physician can be a good choice just to rule out physical things because it, there's also a bunch of other physical right. things that lead to this, which are lifestyle choices. Right. You're saying that this actually could be a symptom of a deeper health issue. Yeah. That it, needs yeah. To there, be right. Right. There could be, you could have circulatory problems. You could right. have some other heart related issues. And that's the way this is manifesting is hey, I don't have enough blood flow to my penis, but I also don't have enough blood flow to my brain or other aspects exactly. of my body. And that's stuff that you need to have regular physicals and regular checkups with as just men in general. And I, I'm, I'm guilty of this too, where it's been uh, probably three years since my last physical. But, mm, Corey but Allen. it's been, it, that's too long. You know, it's one of those, it I, need, I need to get back in. So but it's just realizing we have lifestyle things that help lead to some of this. Maybe it's, we're too sedentary. We don't, we're not acting. We're not being active enough. There could be any kind of tobacco use, drug use, alcohol use. All those can have an impact. And then one thing that's not talked about in some of the research I've done, except for if it's really recent research, is, is excessive porn use can lead I, to ed issues okay okay i'm looking at my paper that i'm taking notes on and the only word that i've written down so far is porn right <laughs> yeah because, yeah I, I i have no doubt that some people have a hard time or some guys have, or i guess this could apply to girls too just not with an erection as far as just getting engorged and aroused if you are looking at porn excessively you have a really hard time functioning in the absence of porn right. when it's just you and your spouse right because you don't have that uber sense of over the top um what's the word that i'm looking for um <sighs> well it, it takes away it takes away some of the novelty it takes away some of the eroticism it takes away some of the i know what you're talking about but i can't think of the word either i just went blank too but yeah it, 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 it's like sticking your finger in a light socket right when you're watching porn and then you're wondering why you don't get those, you know, good vibrations when your finger isn't in the light socket. Right. It's you're not supposed to have your finger in the light socket. Right. Life is supposed to be really energizing and exciting without having to go to those extremes. Right. So yeah, you kind of numb yourself out. Like right. we had this conversation, uh, not too long ago, I was talking with a friend and we had both admitted that there had been seasons of our life in the past where we had, you know, looked at porn and that we recognized that when we're porn free, our fantasy life is much richer. Therefore, we actually have more sexual energy for our spouse. Right. Whereas when we're letting porn just 
feed us rather than us conjuring up our own images that meet our own psychological needs when we get lazy and, and just resort to the porn that it actually lessens the right. sexual energy. And so I decided a long, long time ago, porn is not for me for that reason alone. Right. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but anyway, yeah, go right. ahead. And that's, well, and that's where, if you're not familiar, if you go to yourbrainonporn.com, there's a great, there's great research, there's great tips at that site on just talking about how high-speed internet porn has done more damage to men and their sex life than most people talk about or are willing to admit. Yep, all those images rape the brain right. over and over again. And so you have to go through a process of re rebooting is what he's described because it's you have to rewire your brain. And you just do that by cutting out the porn first and then learning what it's like to get with a woman again <laughs> and learning what it's like to be with another human again. Yeah, and, and again, I'm, I mean, I, don't, I guess I don't need to keep repeating. I don't have firsthand experience with erectile dysfunction, but I can only imagine that it also takes some intentional effort in his mind to engage with his wife such that performance is no longer an issue. And so it kind of leads back to what we were saying last week, that you have to lead with your mind right. in order for your body to follow. Right. Well, I mean, so, let me ask, because that, that leads right into a great way to talk about this, Shannon, is because this is to the fellows out there. I mean, how many times have you thought about your sexual performance? I mean, that's the world we live in as part of a definition of a man is by your sexual performance on can you get it up? One, can you provide pleasure? Can you last as long as she wants you to or, you know, mm -hmm. all of that? Can you do this? Can you do that? Do you like doing this? Does it taste good? Does it not? You know, all of that. I mean, how often is a man defined by how long you lasted, how good you were? what your partner thinks about you. I mean, all of that. That's a lot of pressure. Totally a lot of pressure. <laughs> it <laughs> is. And and so if you And that add, must impact the pressure that's going on down there. Exactly. Sometimes. Well, and so then if you add to it this whole idea of I have trouble with an erection or I have trouble lasting or I have trouble whatever, that just magnifies it. That's just the vicious cycle because – most of us are typically goal-oriented, performance-driven, orgasmic-centric, erection-focused as men. That's just the way we are. Doesn't that so sound sexy? You... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that about you all. Well, <laughs> but, it, but it's true. I mean, because it's part of what the definition of a man is. I mean, I had a client that he didn't realize, and well, let me back up for a second, that when we started talking about this, because he's had an issue for a while with this in his marriage, and he's got a lot of sedentary issue, you know, lifestyle issue things that if that are a factor of this. Mm -hmm. But it also he's got a tremendous amount of stress and anxiety around this. And he doesn't okay. realize the, the correlation between anxiety and erectile difficulties and any, any kind of performance difficulties. And so some of us having to rewire, okay, what are some of the stressors I have in my life? You know, what are, and, and just the mere talking about this has, has lessened some of it for him because I saw a whole different look on his face when he realized that makes complete sense. Okay. You know, it was all, it was kind of like normalizing, but it was also kind of like, oh wait, now I'm empowered. I don't have to just go a medical route. I can also start doing some things myself. And as men, most of us want to know we can fix things ourselves. I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's kind <laughs> of what we are that. that I, if that, you can't be handsome, be handy, huh? Well, but it, it's just that whole, that I don't need to ask help 
for this issue and especially this most intimate of issues and but yeah there's truth there but then again it's not some of it you do got to be willing to say you know what i've had this problem and and that's where most guys would be like you know i've had something similar i've been there you know it's it, it may not be an ongoing all the time but i've yeah I've, i know what you're talking about there's a lot of fear around this issue because if i can't orgasm or i can't get an erection am i really a man you know then you kind of it, it changes everything because you know as little and will boys she stay with me or right well but even as little boys elsewhere? you know as little boys we know our penis <laughs> i mean it's just my my son who's seven is like dude leave it alone you know and <laughs> it's just and it's not that he's playing it's just kind of like we still have that i just got to make sure it's still there you know i got to check and it's just kind of <laughs> you know it's just all of that that it's just Okay, that's what helps set the stage for any time there's an issue or any time there's a problem. Boy, that's the vicious cycle that it becomes harder and harder to get harder and harder. Nope. Yeah. No. Pun <laughs> or I guess pun intended. Right. So basically, you're saying that sometimes it's a physical issue that needs to be investigated with a medical doctor, but not always. Right. Sometimes it's a you're just overdosing on porn and now you're having a hard time performing without that um, over the top arousal and excitement right, right. through the form of external uh, visual stimulation. But you're saying that oftentimes it's just what's going on between his two ears that's creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. It, I think as men and this this applies to women, too, but I'm going to speak specifically to the men. I think as men, we need to be better at learning how to love with our mind and our heart rather than just our body. Just say it rather than just your penis. Well, I'll go there. That's fine. <laughs> but but it, but it is. It's one of those we need to learn how to use other aspects of us that still make us powerful, that still make us good lovers. That's, I mean, this is the thing I've used. I use this with the one client that he had ED trouble a lot. And he's like, I don't, I hit a point where I don't want to go there because I know there's going to be a problem. And I'm like, well, first mm -hmm. that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you, if you approach it that way. But uh, right. the other side is just because your penis isn't hard, does that mean your fingers don't work? You know, does that mean your tongue doesn't work? Does that mean your eyes? don't work to does be able that to mean connect? You, that you can't play with her breasts does that mean right. you can't hold her in your arms like a baby and just right. stroke her wherever she says she wants to be stroked right so it's, it's yeah i mean it's and, and i can go i can think of a lot of times um where i have invited greg to come in after my nap or something and to do whatever it is that i ask him to do and he did it with a happy heart and and then he left and his penis was not involved in any of it but yet i laid there totally sexually satisfied right and so it's not about what you can do with your penis that makes your wife happy. Right. Sometimes it's about just being available for her pleasure. Yep. And there doesn't need to be any performance anxiety about that. If there is, then you just need to ask her and become a better student of her body to say, what is it that really arouses you? Where do you want me to touch you? How, how long, how fast, you know, how, well, how hard. At, you know, at the same time, you got to become a better student of your own body and learn that I don't need to have a goal. I just need to learn to enjoy pleasure. I need to learn and to enjoy being touched. I need to learn to enjoy being close to somebody else. See, and I think that that, again, goes back to our last show. For people listening to this show and you skipped last week's show, go back. Because, yep. yeah, if they're not comfortable with skin to skin in the context of your family of origin, chances are you're not comfortable with skin to skin in your marriage or even with your kids either. So, yeah, 
what's coming to my mind, Corey, is that, yes, I, I love that you're encouraging men to take responsibility for what's going on between their two ears in regards to their performance. However, I do want to say that I think that a woman can so help in this regard in two ways. Number one, that there's no pressure. Like, you know, it, it's been okay. rare, but there have been times now that Greg is almost 52 years old, there have been times that, you know, it, it wasn't as strong or lasted as long or even he was able to cross the finish line. But I don't care about that. Right. It, as long as he feels the need to cross the finish line, I want him to. But there's no pressure for him to cross the finish line that his body isn't responding to. That, right. That's at least from you. There could be in his own head, but it's he he he's learned to. All right, this is not just the definition of me. Is what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, it happens so rarely right. that I would think that he's comfortable with the fact that, hey, I, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. It's going to happen on occasion. No big deal. But the fact that you can slough that off and yep. go, this is not how I perform all the time. I'm going to have a slow day once in a while, yep. you know, in this department as well as every other department. Yep. So, so being patient and putting absolutely no pressure on him and, you know, staying engaged. Like I can remember in those moments, I just continued to hold him. I continued to stroke his chest, to kiss him, to invite him to do things to my body. It didn't stop things. All of a sudden, because things went a little limp. Right. So don't don't have that be the barometer for whether you're going to continue or not. Just keep right on going with whatever you can enjoy. Right. Make it no big deal. Right. And the other way is I would think that it would really help a man if his wife were being very verbally responsive. Okay. If, if she is giving him feedback, if she is cheering him on, if she is affirming that, oh, that feels amazing, that feels great that's going to turn him on. That's going to keep him more fully engaged in the moment and, and confident in what he's doing such that maybe he won't get distracted with thoughts of, does she like this? Does it feel good to her? And then he starts going down that spiral of insecurity. Right. Yeah. And I would add to this, to the fellas of when you have those moments where let's go with the, it's the delayed ejaculation that you just can't reach climax for yourself and you're and you're starting to panic you know because fellas i you know what i'm talking about so <laughs> it's it's that idea of okay wait you don't have to just power down to it or you know white knuckle it or whatever or start also don't go fantasy world in the sense of what what's the last porn image that i had that helped me get there what if you allowed your wife to use her own femininity and her own ability to bring you to that point of just kind of let, give her the reins and just say, you know what? You take over Ooh. and see what she does. And that could totally freak her out. But so what? But maybe she needs to be freaked out. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but it's just this whole, that's the whole idea of just to start to talk about it. Cause I mean, Shannon, without too much information, when, when Greg has had those issues, you've known it, right? Without him saying anything. <laughs> It's, it's pretty undeniable. Yeah. Right. So it's just this whole, why do we act like we have to hide this of like, oh, right. maybe she won't know I'm having trouble. <laughs> it's like, right. come on. She well, knows. I, I totally agree with what you say of maybe he can empower his wife to say, you know what? I'm just going to kick back and relax and just let you have a heyday. Um, but he could also go the other direction. Like I know that there have been times when I sense that Greg was you know, struggling just a, a little bit with performance or whatever. And I would encourage him that, you know what? I just want to watch you. I just want to, I just want to watch you masturbate. And I would just okay. hold him, caress him 
And so he knows where to touch himself to bring himself the most pleasure. Okay. I don't even consider that masturbation. I consider that self-stimulation. Very, okay. very different. He's not separating himself from right. me. It's actually a connection thing for the two of you. It's totally a connection thing. I enjoy watching him just like he enjoys watching me. This is this is a pleasure that we give one another, a visual stimulation that we give one another. So just hold each other and stay engaged throughout right. those moments. But I also want to say that you you can turn it into a sexy moment and appear really selfless that if you feel as if, okay, I'm not going to be able to cross the finish line. I'm feeling a little weak here for whatever reason. You can always say, you know what, baby, today is all about you. Right. Tonight we're just focusing on you. I don't, I'm good. And that's, and that's where that leads to a great uh, technique you can do if you have an ED issue that if, if it's not a physical thing, so you've ruled out that I don't have any kind of, weight, health, diabetes, any kind of that kind of stuff that is that's causing this. And it truly is just a mental thing. One of the greatest things you can do is have moments where you're lying beside your wife on your side. She's on her back. You bring her to orgasm with your fingers while she is stroking you. And it's not about you reaching finish the finish line. It's about her reaching the finish line. And it's a re it's basically a rewiring of you being able to bring her pleasure and getting pleasure from watching that and seeing if you can get out of your own way to actually receive some pleasure from her. Yep. Yep. I just know that it makes a woman weak in the knees when her husband says, this time is all about you. We're just going to focus on you this right. time. It's like, what? I don't have to perform. What? I don't have to, you know, exude a bunch of energy. I can just lay here and receive. Woohoo! Okay. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twist my arm. I would think that, um, for a woman who is resisting that kind of offer over and over again, she needs to be examining what's going on between her two ears. Right. Because there is nothing greater than just to relax and receive pleasure from your partner. Yep. It is so, it's vulnerable. It's scary. It's exciting. It's euphoric. It, but it, it, there's nothing else like it. Right. Who else on the planet can take you to the, to the precipice of that kind of, of, of chasm, you know, where you look down into the depths and, and you can't even measure how deep this experience is impacting you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Right. It helps with your stress level. It gives you confidence. It bonds you to him. It releases all kinds of oxytocin. You sleep better. You're a better mom because you're in a better mood. I mean, just ripple, ripple, ripple effect. So, yep. so what if he has erectile dysfunction once in a while? That doesn't lessen the great lover that he can still be to you, girlfriend, but you have to relax and receive. Yep. So let me go back to the guys because we kind of I want to wrap this up with some things that you can do that okay. uh, for the ED issue. That if you've, if you've ruled out medical and now it's just in your own head, so sometimes you need to realize that life stressors can cause anxiety, which can also then lead to ED. So you got like job, le- job loss, job problems, stress, relationship, illness. Fear of aging, finances, all that kind of stuff can play out in the bed. So wow. realize that. And you and bring do, a lot to the bedroom. Well, absolutely. So does she. <laughs> so yeah, come true. on. I mean, we yeah, all do. Job, house, money. Yep. Yeah, I get it. We I all do. So that's one thing is to start talking to somebody about it. Talk to a therapist, hire a coach, talk to your spouse to just say, hey, this is stuff that's really bothering me because there's something about unburdening ourselves and our soul that's freeing just to share it with another human being can be can be cathartic in a sense. The other thing is there's actually some exercises you can do and it's the whole Kegel ex, Kegel muscle exercise, the pelvic floor 
stuff that women are encouraged to exercise after childbirth. Correct. I mean, I haven't been a woman yes. in my life. So throughout your life, not just after childbirth. Okay. But men can do it too, because that's the same muscles that are involved when it comes to maintaining an erection, reaching orgasm, ejaculating all of that. And so there's a, re there's some research that was found, um, that I found from the university in the, in the UK that actually said that the pelvic exercises helped 40% of the men with ED regain normal erectile functioning. I mean, that's a big wow. number of what it helped. That's and significant. And that's not April Fool's research? No, it's not. That's real research. <laughs> it was from 2005 was the research. I think it might have been 2004 if I'm remembering wrong. But so the, the best way to do it is to stop your urinary stream in mid in, during the middle of urination a couple of times. Because that's those muscles that you do to do that. And lots of men are going to be cringing going, oh, that hurts. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> but it's it's to produce pleasure later. That's right. the point. But and those, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Yeah, those muscles uh, just stop several times throughout urination. And that'll help because it's you're training your muscles. And then the other, once you get an idea of what those muscles are, then it's just that typical, most guys know this, of you flex a muscle for four or five seconds and then you relax it for you know, a while, 10, and you do this 10 or 20 times to where it helps just kind of train what those muscles are. Then the other thing is you flex the muscles around your anus. And like when you're doing like in a bowel movement, I know this is really revealing and sexy talk that we're doing here, <laughs> but come on, I'm sorry. That's just the reality of it. But, but those muscles are important. Yeah, and I would also think that that would help you keep from passing gas in those sexy moments when you really don't want to add that to the mix. <laughs> it, it, it just might. <laughs> but but those two things, those two techniques of just dealing with those the pelvic floor muscles is what it, that's what the area is called will help regain a lot of control back to your life and back to your erections. And then the last thing is just start exercising. Just regular physical exercise Move. does more than you can ever imagine to just your life, but and, and then even sex. Yep, I can tell it. I could tell you from a sexual point of view when Greg is jogging and when when there are seasons that he's not. There's yep. a it, it's directly correlated to his libido, his stamina, all of that stuff. Yep. Yeah, can you believe the the places that you and I are willing to go to verbally to help our couples have better sex? <laughs> we talk about fantasies, we talk about flatulence, we talk about erectile <laughs> Well, it's all part of what makes us quintessentially unique and what we are. <laughs> and so I want to just talk directly to the guys that have had an issue with this. Erectile difficulty, premature, delayed, whatever. You are not defined solely by your penis. Nope. Prove to yourself and to your spouse that you are more than that. that. That you can be, redefine what masculinity is. Redefine what being a man is. And I, and I can almost promise, I won't guarantee, but I can almost promise your wife's going to fall more in love. Yeah. And, and that yep. way, if, if you can get more connection and more love and more depth, if that still remains an issue, now you got more information to start to address it. And God has given you other parts of the bodies, tongues, fingers, etc. You can bring a woman to full sexual satisfaction without your penis being involved at all. Yes, you can. So you have no excuse. When you're 70, 80, 90 years old, you have no excuse, guys. So have at it. Get to it.
<laughs> and we hope to see you next and, time. And get to the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway, too. Absolutely. SexyMarriageRadio.com. See you next time.